This episode is brought to you by Shopify. That's the sound of switching your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling. Harness the best converting checkout and same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Stop leaving sales on the table. Discover why millions trust Shopify to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech23. This episode is brought to you by Certified Piedmontese Beef. Listen up, foodies. Make your next meal even better with real Nebraska beef. They have healthy, tender, delicious Italian heritage beef, grass-fed and sustainably raised on lush pastures in the Midwest. You can even create your own personally curated meat box that's shipped right to your door. To get two free steaks with any purchase over $50, use the code FREEBEEF at checkout. Learn more and shop exclusively at cpbeef.com. Hello and welcome to One for the Road with me, Sober Dave. I'm going to be talking to some incredible guests over the next few weeks and I hope by hearing each episode they will offer you a valuable source of insight and inspiration. Since the launch of my podcast, I've also released an app called Sober Dave which can be downloaded via your mobile app store. It contains many useful resources and would also give you access to an incredible community of like-minded people, all striving to change their relationship with alcohol. To further assist and connect with people on this journey of discovery, I've also recently released a number one best-selling book, One for the Road, which can be purchased via Amazon. Our amazing sponsors for this season are Tweak Life. Do you want to make a positive change to your mental, physical or financial health and not sure where to start? Tweak Life have brought together all areas of well-being in a free, easy-to-use website. You can find their link in the show notes and on my bio via my Instagram, at SoberDave. I hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a feedback. My guest today on my bonus episode of One for the Road was a typical grey area drinker. And like so many of us, she was sick to death of feeling sick to death with her drinking. Now she is well over 150 days sober and she is throwing all of her newfound energy and positivity into her new project Tweak Life, who have sponsored my podcast for the last three seasons. So please give a big warm welcome to Louise Morgan. So hi Louise, welcome to my podcast One for the Road and today we're going to record a bonus episode in between seasons. How are you today? I'm really well thanks Dave, how are you? I'm good thank you and I'm really grateful that you've um, chosen to come on this bonus episode because you are the sponsor of my podcast. I am. Yeah, Tweak Life is something we're going to talk about later on. But um, being it's a bonus episode, I thought it would be really, really helpful for people that have just come off the back of Sober October 2022 to talk about your experience with your drinking. Um, we're not going to go right back like I normally do. We're going to start at where you realise your drinking 
had started to become a problem. And if you don't mind sharing your experience around that. Yeah. So for me, uh, just give you a little bit before I thought I needed to stop was when I had kids, I had postnatal depression. So I'd always had anxiety before, but after having kids, something, you know, that chemical imbalance was there. And so postnatal depression reared its head, which I tried to put away in a box and tried to um, leave it. But ultimately, I did end up going to get help from a GP um, and had a, a tablet to help me with that. So my anxiety sort of was reduced because I had that under control. But I would say there was probably a time where I started to have a glass of wine at home, which I'd never done really before, wasn't a home drinker. My husband's not a drinker. And we moved house. And when we moved house, I guess it was different routine. And I did slip into that having a glass of wine in the week, not always, maybe one glass of wine. If I went out on a girl's night, it would be more. So very typical, probably, of somebody who looked like their drinking wasn't a problem in terms of volume. But for me, it wasn't the the volume. Um, It was how that drink would make me feel. So a glass of wine could keep me up for the night And then that would be a number of nights that I would feel like that. That anxiety feeling would then pass into the week. So even though I was on this tablet, um, sertraline to control anxiety, which did a fantastic job, the the alcohol was actually causing anxiety to, to come up, even though I was on this tablet to essentially control it. And so that it went on like that for probably five years. And I think the reason it was for that period of time is alcohol is that one drug that is socially acceptable and when you say to your friends oh I don't think I'm gonna have a drink you know it's not making me feel good you're met with well you don't drink that much you know don't don't beat yourself up as if it's a choice you know that you have a glass of wine and then I'm just going to think to myself oh do you know what I'll make myself feel rubbish about having that whereas obviously anxiety isn't a choice necessarily You know, there's ways in which you can help yourself. Um, And so I had tried to stop a number of times before this period of sobriety. And it felt very different to this time round. And I think I kind of built up to ways, I I kind of built up the toolkit, really, of why this is successful this time round. And um, I started writing the content for Tweak Life. So how, how that idea was born is that, a friend of mine and he won't mind me sharing I said hi to him in the workplace and he didn't look very well at all and that day he said he'd contemplated taking his own life and I felt I had to open up about anxiety then and that was a big catalyst for Tweak Life to develop that I didn't want anybody to feel alone that if you can open up which I did on that day and it helps somebody then the more you can do that, the more people will be helped. Um, so that was a big catalyst. And so whilst I was writing content for Tweak Life and finding all these helpful things of, you know, essentially if you've got a rucksack with a load of um, well-being toolkit in it, I was actually doing myself harm by drinking and I wasn't taking my own advice when I was writing this. And I so then I started to go down the route of, right, let's journal, let's see how I feel after a drink trying to almost drink mindfully if that makes sense like do I want a drink now why do I want to drink why do I want another drink and I'd gone from having say 
you know, I could drink a half a bottle of wine to then finishing the bottle of wine, um, which wasn't like me. But for me, that fit, that anxiety feeling came even from one glass. So started putting those techniques into to stop drinking, one of which was your lovely self, um, listening to your podcast. And I went away on holiday and every morning I was getting up dead early, getting a rucksack with a picnic blanket in, making myself a coffee and listening to you sat on um, a beach in Cornwall. And in my head, I just thought, this is it. I, why? Why have a drink if it makes you feel crap? Like just because it's not volume. And I guess I didn't quite know where I sat in how I felt. Because if you say sobriety or sober streak, that conjures up the, it, what you would think would be an alcoholic, somebody dependent. And I didn't feel dependent. I didn't drink every day. It wasn't that reliance. So I wasn't quite sure how I felt or should I begin to go because other people can handle to have a drink. And so could I just not like dial it down? Could I just not have a glass and say that's moderating for me? So would would that be okay? But I tried that a number of times and it didn't work. And so that holiday, I, I know you refer to stopping alcohol like a breakup, you know, in terms of, you know, that it's the mistress on yeah. your shoulder saying, oh, come on, one more drink. And I guess I felt I, I took that on board. And so that holiday, it felt like I was breaking up with this ex. I was just like, no, no more now. And, and I just had to knock it on the head. And, and whether it was all those things that then put it into place. And that's why it did work. Previous attempts, I tried a lot of the alcohol free drinks. This time round, I barely have them. It's just so different. It's really hard to explain why it's all clicked a bit like that. Kaplunk, is it called Kaplunk? That game with the yeah, marbles, the game, and the, yeah, where yeah. you pull the sticks out, yeah, yeah. It felt like I just pulled the right sticks, yeah. Um, but do you know what worked. I think has happened there is without you realizing, you, you're gradually educating yourself with little snippets of information, right? And I always describe it like mm-hmm. you, you're coming with me to be in queue, right? You don't know why we're going, what we're doing, and whatever. And when we get there, I'll say, right, here's your toolbox. One of those big concertina ones that you open up and it's empty. And I might put in, uh, call this drill, spirit level hacksaw. You might put in a screwdriver, a hammer, and something else. You know, we all got our own tool. Mm -hmm. What you've done there is you've built up your sober toolbox by listening to the podcast, journaling, maybe reading a quicklet or something, right? With, alongside that, the right, almost like the right mindset about why, what are your reasons why, you know, why are you drinking? And as we said before, it's never about the amount because, as mm. I've said many times, I was a litre of vodka a night. You're one glass of wine a night and it's making you feel like crap. And that's all it means. It's yeah. not petition. Do you know what I mean? And this is where you fit into that area of grey area drinker. Because there's so many people mm-hmm. there that they don't drink every night or they might go a week or two weeks without drinking, but they could yeah. the weekend or they could, you know, they could have a, a spell of two or three nights of a bottle a night. And, and it, you know, the area of a grey area drink is so big and that's where you've uh, fitted into. And it was the right time. That's what happened to me. You know, mm-hmm. it just felt the right time. And all of a sudden you make that decision you go, 
that's it, I'm done. And it doesn't end there because, as you know, you have to work at it and you're now, yeah. by the time this goes out, I think you're 150 days, which is why I thought yeah. it really brilliant for you to come on for all these people that have done Sober October and they're thinking, what's next? We've got Christmas coming up and then, you know, do I drink until Christmas and then do dry Jan? It's the ideal time to actually carry on because the first thing are the hardest aren't they yeah yeah I would say like 100 days felt really good um the first 30 actually surprisingly went quite quick but equally I did do those counter that counter thing on an app and I found that really helpful whereas I hadn't done that before and I don't know about you before you stop drinking but There was things that I had started to change anyway, a lot through um, writing the content for Tweak Life. You know, if I found something that was useful in terms of, oh, I'll do that for my training and my exercise, or I I am a person that likes routine. So whether, like you say, I I had built up a number of things, put those in place. And so that made it a little bit easier. But going back to the point of volume, um, I think that's really important because often if you say to somebody, I'm stopping drinking, they either think it's because of a health kick or, um, you know, you just want to try and cut back a little bit. And so often you're then encouraged to drink. Mm. Whereas what I did this time, rather than saying, oh, I'm on this exercise challenge or I'm doing this, it was just like, it doesn't serve me well. And it makes me quite anxious. And I've not had one person say, oh, go on, Lou. Go have one pint or have a, have a glass of wine whereas if you say you're on a health kick they're like oh come on one one pint won't do any harm but actually I found again being upfront honest like I was with that guy about my anxiety so he understood I understood I found being honest was just so much easier and the, the sober community on Instagram as well you know the wonderful guests that you have um, and, you know, I do touch base with them to say hi and because I love the podcast when they come out, um, you know, and I've met people through that community and then spoken to them as well. Um, and so if there are people at the end of that sober October wondering what to do, then look at your toolkit and see if you can reach out more to that community. See if you can journal and be mindful of how you feel now and how you felt before because I was actually looking at my journal before we we spoke today, because I was journaling when I was in Cornwall. And, I, you know, my list of the pros and cons as such, you know, there's not a a bad thing that's come from not drinking. Mm. You know, it's all positives, all of it. So if you're there at the end of those 30 days, keep going. But yeah. 31, is it? 30, yeah. 31 uh, in going. October. But you're right, you know. Yeah, there were, uh, there's not one person that regrets getting sober, you know. Mm. There's doubts, you know, like, you know, the FOMO and stuff going through it. Mm. You have to ride the storm because, you know, so many people, they have the false belief that after a while, say 30 days, they've cracked it and they mm. can have the old glass of wine or two. Uh, I know people who have had a year off drinking and they can moderate and within two weeks they're back to the beginning again on that hamster wheel uh it's a lifestyle change and and it affects Mm. every single part of you your productivity your mental health like you were saying about your anxiety your fitness 
you know, Monday mornings mm. for me used to be absolutely hellish for me. You know, I'd mm. be off the back of a massive four-day binge of being drunk for four days and then expect to get in my yeah. van and go a full day's work. And now I actually love Monday mornings because I get excited about what's ahead. You know, what's going to land in my yeah. email box and what am I going to be invited on a podcast or how's my book doing or, you know, there's so many exciting things now off the back of my sobriety. Yeah. And I it's want the energy as well. The energy, yeah. Like and and the positivity which creates mm. it, energy, you know. And I get excited about people like you that talk to me because I, I know what's ahead for you. You know, yeah. I, it does. It's not a cliche, and I think people know listening to me that I'm quite straightforward. It's not, oh well, mm. it just gets better and better and it's all sparkly and beautiful. Yeah. It's not actually, yeah, there are tough bits. You know, I, I've had a, a really difficult few months, right? But I feel like my foundations are really solid and set now. Uh, and I've mm-hmm. got ways of dealing with things that I couldn't have dealt with maybe two years ago. But that's due to experience and time. You know, we grow, mm-hmm. we develop, don't we? And for you, yeah. with Tweak Life as well, which... You know, for me, when I started my Instagram page and, uh, you know, I've done a couple of years counselling course and whatever, so I had a bit of structure behind me, like listening skills and stuff. Um, when I realised that I was helping support others, that gave me a big boost as well, right? Mm. And it's like with Tweak Life, during this for you, you start to develop content and you must see rewards there as that's beginning to grow. Oh, massive. Yeah. And, you know, when I'm getting people emailing me, about their situation that they're in and obviously tweak life isn't um just around um one area it's how can you improve you know your mental physical and financial health and the the aim of it was always to put a website together that was free to use and it would give people those well-being resources and when i started doing that and then you you're getting contacted and you're getting those messages does give you that purpose to continue and I think because you set out to help people you can't switch that off you know you have to you want to do better you want to add more content and so yeah that's where we're um, driving forward at the moment um, to have that open website that anybody can join it but also have that feedback because we are all different in how we cope with things and what as you said what might be in your um toolkit might not be in mine and what worked for me you know as I say that the educating the podcasts you know other community on Instagram that is there going through and understanding you and what you might have gone through I think is so important of having that community I think what's really hard for some people is when their circle of friends might be such that it makes it incredibly difficult for them to cut those ties. If that if their social circle is around drinking and drinking only, mine wasn't massively like or isn't massively like that. Um, my friends accept that it's my choice not to drink, and that's the end of that, really. But something I did do was reach out to friends that, particularly friends that I might have only seen out at a meal or something like that. I um. I started to arrange events that were not around drinking and mm. not meeting in that environment. Um, and so, you know, content like that on Tweak Life, offering the alternatives that 
exercise just because I like exercise in terms of a boot camp and going for a run um that might not be for everybody mm. you know gardening and just moving can be well-being you know I spoke to Frances Tophill from Gardener's World the presenter there and she's a massive advocate of gardening for well-being just getting out in nature or going mm. for a walk so all of those things trying to make it easy for people to find the stuff it's in one place because what I found with postnatal depression is I felt very lonely that my work wasn't affected. You know, you mask it in your everyday life because you're trying to do well in everything, but how I felt internally. And that led me to the tweak life in terms of having it there in one place that when you are struggling, you haven't got to do the research that I was trying to do at three in the morning on postnatal depression and, yeah. you know, your baby not sleeping all this, that and the other. So, yeah, putting it in one place to find. And it also feels to me it could be somewhere to go if you're sort of thinking about your relationship with alcohol. You know, so it, it's almost like before you think, do you know what, I can explore things on there which help my anxiety because this isn't always about completely uh, going sober. There, there are some mm. people, not many, that can tailor their drinking, reduce. Yeah before going sober so choosing different things in your life like what you say um aligning differently rather than mm. every night out it's going to be down the wine bar or even going to the cinema now uh there's a bar there so you meet early and sit there and take yeah. a big bloody glass of wine in the film right something i could never do because i'd always want to get a top up but i know people who sneak <laughs> yeah. as well they but, don't serve vodka yeah. by the liter. but what i'm saying is it, it's a place that you could go that um you could start to explore that journey of maybe yeah. right instead of me just going cold turkey now i'm gonna start to do different things so i can maybe reduce uh and then see where i am with that and then see yeah. what I want to do as well. So, it, it you know, yeah. in with different and meeting new people as well that, you know, I always said, right, there was a guy that I worked with um, and he joined a cycling club and they used to go out mm -hmm. at 6.30 on a Sunday morning. Now, you're not going to get someone who's on the lash joining a cycling club, are you? You're not. Yeah. yeah so exactly, yeah. You, you align differently with people. Yeah. And that, that's like um, with myself. Um, so just going back to the the first point about, you know, if people are curious about changing a habit, that's like anything, any of your habits. How much water am I going to drink today? Should I journal? Well, you might not want to journal two pages, but you might just want to set a goal for that one day. Mm. And so rather than thinking about alcohol for your life, think about for that one day, should I have less or have none just this one day? Should I drink more water today? Should I go for a walk today? and break it down because if I'd gone back to my previous self and thought that my alarm was set going to be set for 5 a.m every day and I was going to go to a boot camp which is tough three times a week and I was going to go to PT and do those things I would have thought you were bonkers mm. but I did those things over time mm. you know my alarm got earlier I do really enjoy my mornings whether it's because I've got two kids and it's just that they don't get up at five so I can have a hot cup of coffee on my own and I can go to boot camp like you say with other people that are like that at six in the morning and find that community and there you know it's finding those groups that 
it's not about rep- necessarily replacing your friends, but it's putting yourself into different environments that are going to serve you well. And sometimes that does mean different friendship groups. Yeah, it's a bit like um, what we were saying earlier about WhatsApp groups. They all serve different things, right? And uh, yeah. what I find, like, as I say about the cycling club, people that um, reduce their drinking or they stop drinking altogether, um, they start to do different things like rambling. And, you know, like when we're mm. drinking, it's like rambling, what's that rubbish? We've yeah. <laughs> a pub on whatever, you know. But once you start to change your lifestyle, you, it really does aid in changing your mindset about what you want to do. Um, and I found that is like, once I started to do different things, it really, really helped my sobriety uh, mm-hmm. and, and meeting the new people as well. So if someone was like intrigued about Tweak Life, what would they need to do? Go onto your website. Just go onto our website and it's going to have unrestricted access. So you can sign up for a newsletter. Um, so we will be having a regular newsletter, but the um, the the website will be it's free for people to use. It's there for any individual uh, and we'll be adding content continually. And also we are looking for people to give feedback because, you know, just what I found out or what others, other people have researched doesn't mean that that's the only content that needs to be there. You know, so we do ask individuals that have signed up for the newsletter um, to give feedback of what they want to see, because, you know, like, like you said, if, if people are curious about changing a habit often you want to dip your toe in and there's going to be varying levels of where somebody wants to go it might be somebody just needs a bit of information to have a a few starting points or they might want a particular app for a particular wellness um, or anxiety or um, stopping drinking etc so it's just having all that information in one place so that when you are low or just looking to make improvements. You don't have to be low to want to make a change. And you could just want to springboard to the next um, level. It's in one place and you can find it easily. But, you know, it it might not be just around physical or mental. It could be finances. You know, some people might struggle. They might be in debt. We can signpost you. They might want to know how to um, save for the future. We can signpost them. So, yeah everything that is going to help you going forward rather than a plaster necessarily so there's a signposting to charities if you are um in in need of that but also it's about preventative measures as well yeah and and things like finances right recently with the gas and electric going up interest rates Mm. going up government all over the place that's enough right to sort of prevent people stopping drinking and raise anxiety and stress and depression. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's the round robin, isn't it? Where you go around and round mm. and round. It's like, I don't want to stop drinking now because things are terrible. You know, there's a, a reason we create good day, bad day, any day interest rate. Yeah. Comes, I can't stop drinking. Christmas is coming up. New Year party without drinking, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm. So I think as well for people who are sober curious to have this almost like a one-stop shop, would you say? Yeah, yeah. So like elements that can affect your well-being, you know, because if you've got poor finances, like you say, it can cause stress, anxiety over those. It's if you are in trouble with money, 
there's charities out there there's help that you can get there's budget calculators there's there's so many resources um i've connected with money helper the government backed website so they've provided lots of calculators for our site um you know that they know the importance of that message to be sent around financial well-being um so baby cost calculators for example there's so many tools out there but sometimes you just don't know where to go um and and so that's why we've put it in one place just going back to your point on um you know with um the way the cost of living is going you stopped drinking before lockdown didn't you Mm. yeah and so if you were drinking in lockdown do you think your drinking would have got even worse had you been drinking my problem would have been getting it right Mm. that that's what uh flagged up for me is because i was buying endless amounts of alcohol and hiding it all over the place you know like smuggling Mm. in half a bottles of vodka with wine and putting in my briefcase and that and because uh all the shops were closed um Mm. i I would have had an absolute nightmare because of the quantity yeah Uh, so i don't know how i would have negotiated my drinking around all that so probably Mm. I would have been in a right old mess, really, because I would be climbing the walls for booze. So yeah, I probably wouldn't have I been wouldn't... drinking more because I wouldn't yeah. be able to get it. Those people that are coming to the end of sober October, that you know, there are going to be challenges going forward in terms of cost of living and and things. And so, if they can hold on to on to the fact of what they've achieved so far, then hurdles that they get in the future are going to be more manageable without alcohol than with it mm. is my my point about the, the lockdown with you mm. that um you know you, you think you would have been in a pickle if you had been drinking and it would have been lockdown and so if people are out there thinking should i shouldn't i you know loads of things not just cost of them but lots of things are more manageable um without drinking um you know in the energy levels and mm. the, you know like you said a sports you can do uh, unless you're like you and you pull your calf and then you can't run. Yeah, that was a bugger. But do you know what? <laughs> it's as well, write a list, like you say about journaling, of the pros and cons, right? And, and mm. uh, I mean, the, the, the pros, I'll always have a counter-argument. You know, oh, it, it relieves my anxiety. Yeah, for how long? What, an hour? Mm. You know, and then it hits yeah. you at 3 o'clock in the morning 10 times worse. You know, it helps me sleep. No, it actually knocks you out. You're not getting any yeah. REM. You know, it helps me relax temporarily, yeah. But when you've got all the <clears throat> pros, it's like I could list 30, 40 pros of it, you know. And that is like dealing mm-hmm. with things like the reality of debt, bills. It, it might seem hard in the beginning because you blunt yeah. it out, but it allows you the opportunity to get things straight, you know, talk to people on the phone organize things go on your website look at all these things because when you're drinking you block everything out you put blinkers on you don't deal with anything Mm. but when you know say 31 days off in october uh and then you're carrying on week by i'll just do another week see how i go or i might do november Mm. see how that goes and whatever you do get confidence start dealing with things you know Uh, it makes such a difference and um see i've been to a lot of events since being not drinking as well i've done two holidays i've been to a wedding i've been to 
meals out, you know, occasions where I would have perhaps had a drink. But, you know, I've still got up and had a dance. People haven't known I've not drank. I think we're more conscious ourselves than actually people necessarily are of us, you know. Um, Yeah, they're not shining a big spotlight on you. Oh, my God, you haven't drank. You're not a drinker. (laughs) They're not that worried about I'm dancing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's stretching yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, and a lot of these things always say French exit, right? Turn up, full of confidence. Don't go in there thinking, everyone's looking at me. Uh, Oh, my God. I've just given you a kiss on the cheek and you don't smell of alcohol. Yeah. What are you doing, you weirdo? You know? It's like, no, go in there. Own it. Own it, you know? And then think yeah. after a couple of hours when they're saying the same joke and spitting all over you, just do a French exit. Clear off out the back. Go on, put your pyjamas on, put your favourite TV on, have a cup of tea and a digestive, go to bed. Get up in the yeah. morning, you remember all of it. They don't even know you've gone. They're like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Where did you go? Oh, my God, I've got such a hangover, man. And do you know what I mean? It, it's mm. you tailor it to what you want. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. the best thing about it. And and as I said earlier, no one regrets being sober. And, and it just brings so yeah. amazing things into your life. Yeah, agreed. Right. So thank you so, so much for sharing your experience. And I'd like to highlight the fact that it's never ever about quantity, right? Because yeah. about how alcohol makes you feel. Does it make you feel anxious? Does it affect your sleep? Does it, you know, interfere with, say, a bedtime story with your kids where you're thinking, do you know what? I just want one more. No, no, mummy's tired. Daddy's tired. You know, no, you, you read yourself. You know, there are a million mm-hmm. reasons that we put things off if we've had a drink, right? We procrastinate and we don't give yeah. any time in that. If any of these things get in the way, then it's enough. It's disrupting your life, you know. So it's not about me blacking out with my headphones on, listening to the Pink Floyd track over and over again, mm. thinking the the end is nigh. It's about how yeah. you feel. So let's round it off. Um, where can people find Tweak Life? Where can they find you? So we're on all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, Twitter, as uh, Tweak Life UK and they can go to our website www.tweaklife.co.uk again the website is free to access just log on you can sign up for our newsletter where we'll give you regular updates um but yeah it's not a paid for thing it's just putting all those resources in one place for you that sounds absolutely brilliant thank you so much for joining me thank you for having me Dave thank you for sponsoring this podcast as well this is um going to be the third right, season mate. you've done that so i really appreciate that well I, I just think what you do for the community of everybody looking for help and your honesty and the guests that you have um come on is so important i've got a lot from listening to your podcast um and you know we we connected because i messaged you to say thanks it meant a lot me just listening to you you know and when you said about coming on to the podcast I felt almost like I didn't have much of a story to tell because I didn't have the volume of alcohol. But actually, it's an important story to tell because you don't have to make a change because you're at rock bottom. And actually, that's a lot of encouragement from the sober community. You don't have to be at the bottom to change Mm. just because there have been and those stories are told. Um, I think the more people tell their stories of their journey, 
um, the more people probably perhaps won't get to rock bottom. So mm. thanks ever so much, Dave. Pleasure. And I think um, your story today will resonate with a huge amount of people. So um, thank you so much. And let's get together soon. Meantime, good luck yes, with life. Take it thank easy. You. Thank you. Speak to you soon, Dave. Bye. 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 I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of One for the Road. Please remember to subscribe and leave a review. You can now download my app, Sober Dave, on the Apple and Google Play Store. And on there, you will find lots of tutorials, tips and support to help you stop drinking. And there are also meditation audios, food plans and chat forums. You can also find me on Instagram at Sober Dave. Please remember to join me for next week's episode. But until then, thanks for listening and have a great week.